Thanks for joining me today. My name is Peter McCarthy, and this is The Flockers, the Australian Bird Management Podcast. Now you're probably asking yourself, why do we need an Australian Bird Management Podcast? Well, in fact, it's the Australian and New Zealand Bird Management Podcast, to be fair. So the interesting thing is, I've been involved in bird management for about 30 years, and what I find interesting is most of the systems, most of the strategies, a lot of the research that has been conducted or products manufactured tends to be done in the Northern Hemisphere. Yet here we are in Australia or New Zealand and the Southern Hemisphere is very different, both in terms of bird species that are impacting our community and also the architectural features, the climate, the, the demographics, the way our cities are set out are very different to the highly populated areas of the Northern Hemisphere. So while there are similarities between Northern and, Northern and Southern Hemispheres, there are certain dif- certainly differences. So I'd like to welcome our counterparts and colleagues from the North and the producers and the manufacturers of systems that get involved in bird management. But bear in mind that this is a voice for Australia and New Zealand. So this podcast is being designed for our pest managers, our guys and gals that are actually out there working with their clients on managing pest birds. Now the bird industry is an industry within the greater pest industry and so many companies in Australia are focusing their attention on managing termites and spiders and cockroaches and ants. Our attention in this podcast is purely on pest birds and bird management. So this podcast is designed for that sector of our industry, but it's also designed for business owners, facility maintenance companies, and facility managers that are impacted by pest birds. So pest birds are impacting their facility, coming either inside or outside, damaging the facility or deteriorating from the process that's happening on site. Or perhaps these birds are having a significant impact on the risk profile of that building interacting with the human element as in the, uh, the the staff or the visitors to the site and impacting the workplace health and safety. The other group that I would like to dedicate this podcast to is the architects and the builders and the construction sector. Now the interesting thing is I've just come from a site visit where a building's being impacted by seagulls and I look at the architectural features and see a, an ongoing pattern over the last 30 years of just architectural features contributing to the impact of pest birds of various species. And so what I'd like to do during some of these episodes is to share some ideas where plans can be modified or designs can be modified and hopefully discourage the introduction or the infestation of pest birds in some shape or form in the future. But when we're looking at that market sector, at least architect and and building design and the building construction side of things, there are certainly entry-level bird management devices or systems that can minimize the chances of birds um, infesting a site. Now, a lot of the behavior that we're going to talk about in these episodes is extremely predictable. And when we have these sites with food, shelter, moisture, or whatever the contributing factor is, we can minimize that either by making those changes, and we'll refer to a, a beautiful 1970s concept called integrated pest management 
when it was very clear back in the day, you know, that there was singular approaches to pest management or agricultural pest managers management, you know, and I guess we refer back to, you know, Joni Mitchell's song, Big Yellow Taxi, you know, farmer, farmer, um, hold on to the DDT and give me the birds and bees. And that was the, you know, one of the many things, the start of a movement, so to speak, of how farmers and I guess ourselves as pest managers look at alternative ways in which to manage pest birds without the use of pesticides or in the avian side of things, without the use of avicides. We're looking at cultural control, managing the conducive elements for the pest in the first place, food, shelter, water, etc., and the processes that are happening on site. But yes, we'll also look at strategies and so on. So for my three main group of guests, we've got the professional bird management sector, we have builders and, sorry, the builders and the architectural sector, and then of course buildings and building managers that are impacted by pest birds. So I'd, I'd like to share these ideas with you over the coming weeks, months and years as, as we develop a library of episodes. So that's who this podcast is for. The podcast itself is going to be short form podcasts. Of course, this is a monologue today of me just sharing the introduction of what we're going to be doing. And many episodes will be just myself sharing ideas on individual uh, discussions. Now, these discussions are going to be short form podcasts. In a lot of, ca- lot of cases, they're going to be one take wonders. I might even play the introduction on an acoustic guitar as I press record, head on into the discussion, do an outro on the guitar and then finish. So we're talking about short form that you can listen from one project visit to the next. You're in the car and you're moving between your day. Nice and simple, easy discussions. And we're going to talk about individual um, topics per episode. So let's talk about some of those topics. I guess essentially what I really want to share with you is a fundamental understanding of the pest birds themselves. But before I do, let's talk about what is the pest bird. The interesting thing is I've got a tremendous love and affection for birds, but we are talking about birds outside of their natural environment. They're in our environment. While it's their environment as well, we'll call it the built environment. And so our environment of how we manage our facilities, how we dispose of waste, all of these things encourage the birds and there are a group of birds, some exotic birds, some native species that of course have been encouraged by our built environment and their behavior tends to be exploited by one or the other. And so when we look at these episodes, we're going to talk about individual pest bird species, native and exotic. And examples would be, one day we'll talk about Indian miners or, or common miners. And we'll talk about the the taxonomy, the behavioral traits of the particular bird species. We'll talk about the history of the bird as a pest. And then we'll look at things like how we're going to manage that pest. What changes can we make to the the atmosphere or or the facility or whatever might be happening on site. And then we're going to look at what management strategies can we put in place. So that might be common miners or Indian miners one week, but we'll look at some of the native species like cockatoos and seagulls and swallows, and then other pest birds or exotic pest birds such as pigeons and starlings and sparrows and the like. So what can you expect? Well, what you would expect to see over time is that we create a library of episodes on pest birds. 
but then we'll look at individual products and strategies. So there's a, any number of products that have been in the marketplace and I've just come from a wonderful spot in Frankston in Melbourne. And I went around the, the, after a, a meeting, a site visit to help a, a pest manager client. I went around and just took photos of the streetscapes and I just saw this amazing array of history of how sil- silver gulls, silver gulls are managed. And I thought, well, there's my first podcast. Um, so next week we'll talk about the impacts of silver gulls on Melbourne and uh, overall Australian and New Zealand structures. So that's what we would expect singular discussions in short form hopefully not too overpowering and boring but we'll incorporate technical and scientific and behavioral aspects in everything that we do and we're going to look at the humane treatment of animals in every instance so how pest birds were managed in the 70s and 80s i started work you know in our industry in the 90s Um, still seems like a long time ago but how we do things in the past is incredibly different to how we manage pest birds currently and so in the the media you know whether we hear a discussion about greyhounds or thoroughbreds or domestic and feral cats or pest birds and rodents all of these vertebrate organisms are um, open obviously to the most sorry they're all afforded the highest level of animal welfare that we can offer and in a professional stance that's exactly where this podcast is going to be heading towards. So in addition, I'll be having interviews. So I love interviewing my colleagues around the world. Spoke to a couple last night and this morning in different Zoom chats. And so the idea is that we're going to record discussions on specific areas, maybe sharing ideas on um, management or mitigation strategies, talk about the different bird species. So there is a northern and a southern hemisphere element to what we do. As far as interviewing colleagues, that will certainly be interesting and hopefully fun. But I'd also like to share with you interviews that I conduct with researchers, scientists and um, legislators and as well the animal welfare community because we also need to hear all elements of everybody's voice of how we look at conducting the process of bird management. Because the thing is, when we're removing birds or displacing birds or deterring birds from facilities, there is an impact, hopefully a positive impact on the facility and the, I guess the outcome for the client. But essentially, we also have to understand that there is a, an impact on the birds. And it's a very real impact and it needs to be discussed. Um, the birds are generally deterred and they can go to then move to another site, but there is an impact. And these are things that we need to be aware of. So we're also going to talk about, um, with legislators, what can we expect in each of our states or in New Zealand and Australia? What can we expect to, to change in our environment and how we manage pest birds or vertebrate pests? And so we certainly see changes at the moment with using uh, sensor technology and how we remove vertebrate organisms from their built environment. So these are all processes that we need to discuss and those interviews will be really interesting. Our episodes are going to be launched weekly. So the plan is to have something ready for you each week and in advance I'm currently recording various topics, interviews and so on. So that's pretty much what I wanted to share with you today. I've had a chance to introduce myself. I'd like to think that the people that I'll be interviewing and, and I guess the information that I can bring comes from a, an area of 
expertise. I guess I've been working in this marketplace for 30 years. I've had the luxury of working with a lot of different manufacturers and uh, researchers from all around the world. And I have been lucky enough to introduce some technologies that have formed part of what we would call the industry standard. And from training professionals out uh, at what you'd call the coalface, but literally at the coalface, I've worked uh, 25 metres off the ground in mining sites, but right throughout the street and cityscapes, working in industrial and commercial zones, out talking about health and safety and working with birds, working with professionals that hopefully gives me a reasonable standpoint to share ideas, opinions, and also talk to my colleagues from around the world. We've talked about how long this podcast is going to go for. We've talked about the episodes. I'll give you a detailed list of the episodes as we go along. It's really important to note that we won't actually be doing the episodes in any particular order. There's generally something that happens in my week that triggers something that I want to talk about. And so in the last week, we've introduced in my business a new technology for electromagnetic fields. And so creating an electromagnetic field inside a building or outside a building or to stop birds from entering a building. To me, this looks like a game-changing technology and we've got installations happening with this system and with various pest managers around the country over the coming months. And so there might be an example. I might invite the manufacturer to come and share their ideas or I uh, will be actually doing some drone footage, which won't help us in, a, in an audio format, but I'll share with you some drone footage and before and after footage of, of what we plan to do. I'm also going to look at sort of going back over the last 30 years and talking about anecdotes of things that have gone right on projects and things that have gone wrong. And there's examples where, you know, things have gone wrong or I've just come off uh, a site two weeks ago helping one of our clients, our pest management clients that was doing a, a seagull deterrent netting system um, in, in Melbourne. And the interesting thing is everyone that worked on that site generally got sick. I, I actually didn't, but I'd like to think that maybe my immune system or my health is what pushes this old guy forward um, in his mid-50s. But the interesting thing is everyone got sick on that site. And so informa- that's information that we would just share as an episode. And we'll talk about health and safety and products and so on. So now I'm actually just going over our discussion. I, pretty f- I feel like we've shared all the ideas and all the plans that we have. I'd just like to invite you to, to listen and I look forward to uh, sharing my topics, my interviews and my thoughts as we go along. And I genuinely believe that if you'd like to share your thoughts on what contribution you can make to our thoughts or our topics or how this is scheduled, then we'd be really quite happy to listen. But thanks for today, and we look forward to talking to you very soon. This is The Flockers, the Australian and New Zealand bird management podcast. We'll see you all or hear you all very soon. Bye for now.